the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use that promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times. That's right, turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And finally, we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on X at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on X at Gambling Podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast. And finally, you can follow my other X account, which is at X. That's at X. On that account, I post some free plays. I tweet about all sports, including soccer, but I mainly tweet about soccer on at Shippy Soccer. And also, finally, most significantly, I post my monthly profit and loss spreadsheet. At the moment, you are still seeing the month of August because I've been absolutely swamped with handicapping duties. But by the end of the weekend, that will change. You will be able to see the month of September. And the month of September was an unbelievable one. Not only was it the 124th month in a row of Transparent Track Profit, which means I've been undefeated every single month in sports betting for over a decade. That's uh, 10 years and four months now. But it was significantly profitable. It was never in danger. We already knew that our US Open tennis futures would be added. We already knew that our transfer window futures would be added. What we didn't know is that we would have a blistering start to the soccer season in August and carry it on in September. And what we certainly didn't know is that we would deliver three straight winning weeks in the NFL, which is now four weeks as we had another winning day last Sunday. So phenomenal stuff, phenomenal run. If you want to get in on the action, just shoot me a DM at LockBangX, at LockBangX for more information. If you want to do further research, and I always encourage more due diligence, do as much as you want. All the other spreadsheets are posted on the website, LockBang.com. That's lockbetting.com. If you don't need to shoot me a DM and you are ready to get additional picks, then you can just sign up for the additional picks over at lockbetting.com where you can see all of the spreadsheets. 
When you look through spreadsheets, it's important to look for the right things. And that is how we manage a bankroll. So we haven't reached this profit by chasing losses with bigger plays like some guys do and end up in a massive hole. So when we lose a one unit bet, there's not a two unit bet in response. There's never five unit bets or 10 unit maxes or 20 unit whale plays or 50 or 100 unit play of the year nonsense. It's all sensible bankroll management that leads to a profit on a monthly basis. And that makes it accessible for anybody who has a disposable income to bet on sports betting. But as I always say, if you don't have the disposable income, this isn't for you. In fact, gambling on the whole shouldn't be for you because you should never make a bet where you need to win. Gambling isn't going to get you out of debt. Gambling isn't going to solve any problems whatsoever. It is a hobby. It is a pastime. If you can make a little bit of money on the side, fine. Um, if you do tell my picks, you will make that money, or at least you have done so far for 124 months as we target month number 125 in the month of October. And we are off to another solid start for the month. So moving on with this edition of the EPL show It took seven weeks for us to drop our first lock in the Premier League, but it happened last weekend as the two-team parlay did not come through as Man City also lost their 100% record, coinciding with the loss of our 100% record as they were beaten away to Wolves. But if we can um, continue winning at the same percentage that Manchester City win en route to them securing the Premier League title once again, which I feel is inevitable at this point, and the fact that they lost last weekend and the fact that that has resulted in you getting a better line, a buy-low spot for Manchester City, I would take it if you're seeing that 4-6 to six minus 150. I would consider I would consider parlaying it with something else you like from across Europe. I think it's inevitable that PSG come back and win their league. I think Bayern Munich will be the champions in Germany. Or if you fancy something at a better price, I would honestly consider a punt on Leicester to win the championship in the league below because they look a cut above the rest of the competition. So I definitely think City will come through in the end. I think this is the best time to buy City. It's a buy low situation off the back of that loss. And, um, well, we'll see what happens this weekend because obviously some of you may be thinking, well, they play Arsenal this weekend and maybe the price is going to get even lower. Well, that's if you're expecting them to drop points against Arsenal. But if you look at things historically between Arsenal and Manchester City, particularly under Mikel Arteta, then there is only one way to play that game. But you won't find out what that is until the end of the show because, of course, that is the game of the week. And it's also the Super Sunday game. And we'll be covering that game at the conclusion of the show. Before we begin breaking down the slates for match day eight, Let me take a quick pause here to tell you guys about game time. Ticket buy-in can be very, very stressful, especially if it's a last-minute decision and you decide to go something right in the final week. Um, You're looking around for tickets. Are they the best price? Is this going to get cheaper? Have I missed the best price? Are these the best seats? The best seats going to become available? You wait and then the seats go and then they don't come back and then you have to pay more for worse seats. Then you let go. It's all a big stress, coupled with the fact that seats might not come through immediately and you might be waiting until the last minute or the day of or, 
you, they don't even come when the event is an hour away from starting and then you want to get help from the arena and the, or the stadium and they, and they don't help you either because the, it was nothing to do with them because you bought it from a third party company. So I've been involved with all of these stresses and it comes from anything. Like I go to theatre, I go to sports, go to MLB, NBA, NFL, um, soccer games, UFC, WWE. I'm out and about all the time and usually it is a stressful experience. But buying tickets to your favourite events shouldn't be that stressful. And game time have come along as a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theatre near you. With killer deals and last minute tickets and a best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you actually have at the event. Now, always make this joke every week and say, unless you're going to watch Man United, but it really is becoming awful now. I've um, I've been up there the last three times. I The only game I missed was the one that we won in the EFL Cup. And I've been up there the last three times and we've lost every single time. And this is after last season where we didn't lose a, a single game that I went to because the only game we lost in the league was against Brighton. And I was at the time in Florida. So I didn't see that opening game. And um, I was almost spoiled last season, spoiled by the great Man United finishing third in the league. That's how hard we've fallen. But this isn't the place to talk about Man United. Uh, that will all be spoken about over on Bet MEFC this week. But getting back to game time and explaining what that game time guarantee means, it means you'll always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section and row for less money, game time will crazily credit you 110% of the difference. So Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig for your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account and redeem that promo code SGPN to sweeten the deal even more for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets for the lowest price guaranteed. I'm also going to use this pause to talk about Hall of Fame bets because you can stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use that code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Moving on to EPL Match Day 8 and we start with the 12.30pm kickoff. 7.30am East Coast time and it's Luton Town hosting Tottenham Hotspur. Luton got their first away win of the season last weekend. I thought they were going to go the entire season without winning but as you heard on the show last week I backed away from Everton as the lock because I just said I did not trust Everton to win three games in a row. I had a bad feeling about that game and that bad feeling was correct because Everton did managed to get beaten at home to Luton. So they'll be coming into this game with confidence against Tottenham. Tottenham are the one to two favourites. It's 19 to five on the draw and it's 21 to four here on Luton. Confident or not, inspired or not, I don't think it matters here. There is a huge gulf in class here between these two teams and I see nothing other than a Tottenham win. This is an opportunity for Tottenham to continue winning as they've had a very, very strong season so far and they'll be building on a home win against Liverpool last weekend 
as controversial as it was. Tottenham have won five of their seven league games with two draws. They are undefeated. But en route to that, they have just two clean sheets and have conceded in four of their five away games. Luton are yet to fail to score at home, despite only taking one point from their three home games. So they could be good for a goal here. But I don't think they'll be good for anything more than that. I don't see Luton getting anything from this game. But um, Tottenham may be forced to score two goals. And for that reason, we don't take Tottenham at one to two. We take Tottenham and over one and a half goals in this game. That gives you an improved price on Spurs. Tottenham and over 1.5 is available at seven to ten, getting you away from that 1-2 to two line, this cashes if Tottenham win by any scoreline other than 1-0. So a Tottenham win by anything other than 1-0 is a winning bet here for this one. Up next, we move on to the 3 o'clock kickoffs, and we start with a game here between Burnley and Chelsea, where Chelsea off the back of beating Fulham are 7-10 favourites. It's 3-1 on the draw, and it's 18-5 here on Burnley. That's a little bit short on Chelsea to me because all I saw in that last game was um, Fulham losing concentration for about two and a half minutes and Chelsea managed to score a couple of goals. After that, it was pretty even and pretty poor from both sides. But um, I think Burnley are inferior to Fulham. Obviously, their the performances and their results so far this season tell you this is a game that Chelsea should win. And if Chelsea do win it, that's three wins in a row. And you could argue that they have turned a corner. And that would be worrying for teams um, above Chelsea and even teams like Man United because we were looking at Chelsea and saying, well, at least we're not Chelsea. Well, at least we're not Chelsea. And they'll be, they'll be looking at us and saying, we started badly, but at least we're not Man United. So the narrative's changed there with Chelsea winning these two games and looking likely to pick up a third win here. Um, they've got back-to-back wins coming into this one and both of them have been to nil. And if they do win this game, I do think they'll do it without conceding a goal. And Chelsea to win to nil is at a phenomenal price here at 23 to 10. So you're getting over plus 200 on the selection for a Chelsea team that have only conceded twice across their last five league games and are taking on a Burnley team who failed to score in two of their four games. All of those were defeats. So Chelsea to win to nil will be my sprinkle play here at 23 to 10. The safer way is Chelsea to win with under 4.5 goals tacked on. It's a little bit more juice on that, but it's still a plus money selection. That's still available at 6 to 5 plus 120. So you're getting a plus 120 selection for this game and a plus 230 for this game with Chelsea to win to nil. So I like both of them. The biggest stake will be on Chelsea in under 4.5 as I do expect Chelsea to win three in a row, although the money line price of 7 to 10 is a little bit short for my liking. Up next, we move on to the game here between Everton and Bournemouth, where Everton looking to bounce back from a horrible home defeat last weekend. And they may have the perfect opponents here in Bournemouth. They are the even money favourites to beat Bournemouth. Bournemouth here are available at 11 to 4, with the draw available here at 13 to 5. Everything was going so well for Everton, but Everton did an Everton last weekend and lost to Luton. Everton have now lost each of their have lost each of their home games so far this season, suffering defeats to Fulham, Wolves and Luton during that run. So they've actually been better away, which is completely the opposite of how they were when Sean Dyche took over because it was their home form and it was what they did at Goodison Park 
which ultimately helped them survive last season. Bournemouth are scoring plenty of goals on their travels, so that will be concerning to Everton. But this is a gut play. I just fancy Everton to get the win here. I think there has to be some normalisation when it comes to their home record. Suffering defeats to Fulham, Wolves and Luton is going to get you relegated. And I think this is another six-pointer. And I just feel this is one that they'll win. They look like they had turned the corner by winning away to Brentford and Ever- uh, Brentford and Aston Villa. And then they lay a massive egg at home to Luton. Maybe it's down to complacency. Maybe it's down to pressure. And perhaps they'll crack under the pressure again. But I just think at the end of the season, Everton will stay up. And I just think they're going to have a better home record than an away record in the end. So expect the supporters to get behind them and expect Everton to come away with a win here against the Bournemouth team who haven't exactly lit the Premier League up this season. They don't seem like they are fully adapting to Areola's front foot style, which is a big contrast to how they were playing last season. So There is obviously a betting in period there and they're struggling and I think Everton could capitalise and do what they should have done last weekend, which is pick up the win here in this game. Up next, we look at a game here between Fulham and Sheffield United. Sheffield United are a dumpster fire. They are going down. They may actually be worse than Luton. And Fulham have some value here at 46 minus 150 on the money line to win. It's 3-1 to on the draw and it's 5-1 to here on Sheffield United. Um, I hinted at it there before I could even get to speak about it, but I do believe that Fulham will win this game. This is one of my stronger plays this week, given that Sheffield United have lost six of their first seven games this season, including three straight defeats on the road. Um, The visitors have conceded 14 times across their last three league games. And for me, that is just overwhelming data for relegation. So I think Fulham will win. I think they'll win comfortably as long as they're not complacent, as long as they don't do what Everton did against Luton last weekend. But they're coming off a loss in the West London derby. That will sting. It's always a game where um, Fulham want to try their best and get their best result. And in recent years, they've done okay in that game. But it was a 60 to 90 second period of, of loss of concentration that ended up costing them. They'll be annoyed. The rest of the game was relatively even after that. And I think if they can replicate the rest of their performance against Chelsea, whose underlying numbers haven't been that bad this season, so they're not a bad side. And Fulham basically stood toe-to-toe with them for that entire game, with the exception of a very crazy 90-second period. So I think they're going to be certainly good enough to beat a Sheffield United team who are absolute dog shit. So once again, your selection here is Fulham on the money line at 4-6, minus 150. As I mentioned earlier, Man United and Brentford is covered exclusively over on BetMUFC. And boy, do I have some rants for that show. But also, I have a lock on that show. So there'll also be a lock on this show. Sometimes this season, we've decided to send you over there to give you the only EPL lock of the week. But that isn't the case this time. There's actually going to be a double lock, which I want to keep down to a minimum this season because I don't want to accept, uh, I don't want to upset my paying clients over at lock betting. But um, I am going to do it this week. So there's going to be a lock over at BetMUFC. And there's also going to be a look at the end of the show. So don't turn off now and just go over there and and start listening to that because I know some of you guys just skip to the end and miss the analysis and just go to the lock because of the lock record. But yeah, there's going to be a lock on that show and there's going to be a lock at the end of this show. So we continue on Saturday with a final game on Saturday. It is Crystal Palace at home to Nottingham Forest. 
where Palace, off the back of winning away to Man United last weekend, are the six to five favourites. It's eleven to five on the draw, and it's twelve to five on Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest's away record last season was woeful, but you can't really um, chuck that at them anymore because they've given some solid away performances this season. They were very competitive against Man United and they were very competitive against Arsenal as well. They've only lost to Manchester City, Arsenal and Man United this season and are unbeaten in their last six meetings with Crystal Palace if you're looking at the historical data. Crystal Palace have been frustrating at times this season and they created very little last week in order to beat Man United. It was just a a wonder moment by Anderson that won in the game. Then they sat on the league. The prior week, they were very poor and created very little in the home match against Fulham. So I do think they're being overrated off the back of beating Man United last weekend. And I actually think that Nottingham Forest may be the better side. So I'm going to take Forest to get something from this game. I'm going to take Nottingham Forest on the double chance market. Nottingham Forest to get a positive result from this game, which is anything but a loss, is available at the price of 46 minus 150. It's a little bit juiced, but ultimately I think it's the right way to go. I think Nottingham Forest are the better team from what I've seen this season. And I think they'll go to Palace and get something given that Palace are a team who, despite the fact they beat Man United last weekend, I think they significantly lack creativity, which which really, really tells you how bad of a loss that was for United. Um, but I don't want to get sucked into United. It's so easy for me to get sucked into talking about this team again because I have so much to say. But we are going to wait. We are going to um, talk about that over on Bet MUFC, so make sure you check that out. Before we move on to Sunday's games, let me take another pause here to tell you guys quickly about Underdog Fantasy because Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five in Pick'em Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100x payout. That's a 100x payout. Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to $100. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win $10,000 each. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy and that promo code SGPN. Moving on to Sunday, and we start with an absolute cracker here as Brighton are hosting Liverpool. Liverpool are the 6-5 away favourites here. It's 3-1 on the draw, and it's 11-5 here on Brighton. Brighton and Liverpool both played in the Europa League, but Brighton are coming back from Marseille, and Liverpool got to play at Anfield and probably rested more players. Brighton are having a little... uh, uh, Sorry. Brighton are having a little bit of a dip in form at the moment, which saw them get beaten by Aiki Athens in their first Europa League game and getting beaten 6-1 away to Aston Villa. There's some very, very poor results. While Liverpool... They should be undefeated in the Premier League this season. As much as I don't like Liverpool and never have, which you guys know if you've been listening to this podcast for enough years, you know I'm not a fan of Liverpool, but they got screwed last weekend with no loop. That was an awful, awful um, piece of refereeing, awful VAR. Get rid of it. We don't need it. It's absolutely ruining the game. Poor decisions. It doesn't work. It's still too subjective when it when people look at things. What is a handball? What's not handball? Is it something a foul? Is not is it is it not a foul? 
Um, what is offside? Drawing these stupid lines. Uh, players not being able to celebrate goals. Supporters not being able to celebrate goals. Just get rid of it. This is the biggest example to not get rid of it. The audio for that absolute abortion of a decision is now available for everybody to listen to because Liverpool demanded that it went public and it is absolutely shocking. So yeah, I just think it's time to go. It's it's a very difficult situation there because how can you get rid of it? Um, they're, they're not going to realistically. They're not going to concede on the matter and say that it's a failure and we failed and yeah, it was. it's made too many errors. They're just going to try and work around it. They're just going to throw out some um, th- throw out some spiel and they're just going to carry on with it blindly. So, yeah, it's it's not worth discussing um, in terms of trying to get rid of it. It would ultimately be better if it does go. I know that. You guys know that. But it's a pride thing at this point. And we know that there isn't going to be any concession that VAR um, was the wrong thing to bring in and any concession that they can't get it right. They're not going to turn around and say, OK, we've, we, we've come to the conclusion that we're never going to be able to make this an effective, an effective asset and a benefit to the game. They're never going to say that. So I think we're stuck with it for now or we're stuck with it for good, unfortunately. Um, as for this game, um, I do fancy Liverpool to win this game. I think they've been the better side this season. Now, looking historically, Brighton have managed to only lose once to Liverpool in the last six. And in the reverse fixture last season, Brighton absolutely smashed Liverpool at the Amex. But when you take away some of the key players from that Brighton team, it does make a difference when they don't have Caicedo, they don't have Levi Coldwell at the back. Um, McAllister's actually gone to Liverpool. So that's some very, very important players that you've lost. And I just think this is a better version of Liverpool this season. And they're catching Brighton at a time where Brighton aren't exactly in the best run of form. And also, I think that Brighton have become predictable. Their whole style of will attack you attack and their high line is easy to expose, especially for a team like Liverpool. Because if the likes of Nunes, Salah and Luis Diaz get one-on-one and they beat this high press and they manage to go through, and Brighton do concede a lot of one-on-one chances, Liverpool are going to absolutely annihilate this team. So I think there's significant value on Liverpool on the money line. And over three and a half goals is probably a no-brainer play, although it is a little bit scary to see it at odds on. It's not very often you get over over three and a half goals at odds on. But then when you look at the data, it's very difficult to not see four goals in this game, given that there have been 77 goals scored against the across these sides, 20 combined matches so far this season, with over three and a half goals landed in nine of Brighton's last 10, while Liverpool have seen at least four goals in half of their games. So... The over three and a half goals does actually start to become a play that makes a lot of sense as a sort of mini rule. I do tend to not take overs um, past the over three, giving myself a push and three goals. And I certainly don't usually like taking over three and a half, especially if it's juiced, because that's just crazy. But then again, the date is crazy. 77 goals scored, scored against 20 combined matches and with over three and a half cashing in nine of nine of Brighton's 10 games. Uh, that tells you that it probably is the right play. So we'll take over three and a half goals as our main play with also a lean on Liverpool on the money line as I do think they'll beat this beat this Brighton side as I think Brighton are tailor-made for Liverpool. And obviously that means of disregarding the previous results because Brighton have recently had the better of this. But I think that changes here on Sunday. Up next, we look at a game between West Ham and Newcastle where Newcastle are the 11-10 favourites off the back of beating PSG. It's 11-4 on the draw and it's 12-5 here on the Hammers. 
We call this a letdown spot in gambling, and I think that's what it could be here for Newcastle. West Ham are a relatively solid home team, and um, their win away to Freiburg on Thursday wasn't as emotional, I don't think, as Newcastle's home win against PSG. But in saying that, the extra day is important. Newcastle stayed at home, and West Ham have just come back from Germany. They probably flew late on Thursday. I'm not even sure if they would have trained on Friday. I'm not sure if they would have trained today. So that makes it difficult to take any kind of play that includes West Ham getting a positive result. So therefore, we divert to BTTS because I think even a tired version of West Ham will be able to score in this game because that's what they've consistently done so far this season. West Ham have scored in all 10 competitive games this season and have seen BTTS cash in eight of them. Newcastle have scored 15 goals in the last four matches and both teams to score has landed in each of the last five meetings between these two sides. So that's a strong play and it makes the price of four to six minus 150 look decent. So that's what we're going to take here. We're going to take both teams to score in this game between West Ham and Newcastle on Sunday at a price of four to six minus 150. Up next, we move on to the West Midlands derby where Wolves are hosting Aston Villa. Aston Villa here are the six to five favourites. It's 13 to five on the draw and Wolves are available here at 12 to five. It's difficult to know what to do with this Aston Villa team. They are very inconsistent. Some weeks they're incredible, some weeks they're not. Often when they're incredible, they're at home, away from home, not so good. So my play here for this game is going to be to take Wolves on the double chance market because I do think that Wolves will be able to avoid a defeat here. There's a lot of pride at stake here. These two teams don't like each other. This is a West Midlands derby and with that extra incentive to not lose and hand the bragging rights over to their rivals, I think Wolves turn up here and make a massive effort. They have done recently as well. They have a good recent record with Ast- against Aston Villa with three wins and no defeats in the last five meetings. So Villa have no win in the last five. Uh, the hosts coming to this game off an incredible win over Man City last weekend. So this could be their letdown spot as well. But I think because it's such an important game, I think they can back that up by taking at least a point here against a Villa side who are forced to dig deep to get a midweek victory in the Europa Conference League in a game where the Asian handicap line for that was minus three goals and Aston Villa only won by one goal in injury time. So that was quite a poor performance. So as I said, you never know what version of Villa you get. And I just think it's more reliable to back Wolves here as the home team just to get something. Wolves on the double chance market is available at the price of 8 to 11. And all you need Wolves to do is not lose here and hand the bragging rights over to Aston Villa. And I'm willing to back Wolves to do that here in this one. The final game is the one we plugged at the top of the show. It is, of course, the game of the week. Some people have these two as the main contenders for the title this season. I don't. But of course, we are talking about Arsenal hosting Manchester City, where Arsenal here are the 17 to 10 home underdogs. It's 12 to 5 here on the draw. And Manchester City are the 6 to 4 plus 150 favourites. Strong value, in my opinion, on Manchester City. Manchester City did lose two games recently um, going into that game against Leipzig, but they bounced back and got a huge win away in Germany. They now come back here looking to restore their pride in the Premier League, looking to avoid 
back-to-back away defeats. There is good supporting data here for Arsenal, given that City have lost their last four games against Premier League opponents when Rodri hasn't played. Rodri is still suspended and obviously he's a key player when City have lost each of the last four games against Premier League sides when he hasn't played. That does include two Carabao Cup ties though as well. So one against Southampton, one against Newcastle recently and of course they lost last weekend as well. Some people will believe that his absence could swing that in favour of Arsenal who have won eight of their last 12 home league games. But I don't think that will be the case because historically, Manchester City have absolutely owned Arsenal in this fixture. It has been an absolute nightmare for Mikel Arteta. And with doubts over Martinelli and with doubts over Saka, who, if he plays, won't be at 100% anyway, I think that puts Arsenal at a significant disadvantage. In addition to that, I have not been overly impressed with Arsenal's performances so far this season. They should have been beaten at home to Tottenham. I felt like Tottenham were the better team and were unlucky not to win that game. And most significantly, they should have definitely been beaten by Manchester United. Manchester United should have had that goal allowed uh, when Garnacho went through and scored. That was another poor VAR decision. A lot has been made of the Liverpool one, which was obviously more clear. But there are also angles that we've seen online that would suggest that Alex, uh, that Alejandro Ganacho was also onside. So losing to Manchester United and this version of Man United that we've seen this season who have been poor yet still gave Arsenal a game and were only beaten in injury time tells you, in my opinion, that this Arsenal team are nowhere near as strong as many people are making out. And if you exclude the Charity Shield win where Arsenal won on penalties prior to that, Manchester City had won the last eight straight games against Arsenal. In fact, if you dig even deeper, Arsenal have had only one win against Manchester City in the last 16 head-to-head matches. And Manchester City, there's been no draws. Manchester City have won all of them. They've won 15 of the last 16. Arsenal have won one game, which was in the FA Cup on the 18th of July, where Manchester City were beaten by Arsenal in the FA Cup. It was an FA Cup semi-final where Arsenal won by two goals to nil. Other than that meeting, Manchester City have won 15 of the other 16 and won eight in a row going into the Community Shield. So that is absolute and utter dominance. And when you're talking about Saka and Martinelli being missing, I think that is a equaliser for the absence of Rodri. So I know there is strong data to support Arsenal, given they've won eight of the last 12 home wins and obviously the Rodri data, but I don't think Arsenal are as good as other people do. I think Manchester City don't lose back-to-back away Premier League games either, or just don't lose back-to-back away games in general. And I'm going to take them to win here in this one. I'm not going to take the 6-4 plus 150 though. Instead, I'm going to take the 4-5 minus 125 on Manchester City in the draw-no-bet market, which gives us push protection. So even though there hasn't been a draw in any of the last 18 competitive games between these two, which doesn't include the 
Community Shield that was played at the start of the season. I still would like that protection just because of the Rodri data and just because Arsenal are getting a lot of favourable decisions so far this season. But ultimately, Man City have won eight in a row and there is a reason for that. They have this team's number. They know how to beat Arsenal. What Arsenal do is what Manchester City do. Pep Guardiola taught Mikel Arteta everything he knows about management. Mikel Arteta is a project of Pep Guardiola and he tries to implement the Manchester City style but doesn't have the players that Manchester City have. It's as simple as that. For me, Arsenal are a poor man's Man City and a poor man's Man City are struggling to beat the proper Man City. That's a matter of fact. It's happened on eight straight occasions. So if you're giving me push protection here as well with the draw at 4 to 5 minus 125 with the draw no bet selection, that's going to be what I take here for this one. I'm going to take Manchester City draw no bet, Man City as a pick at the price of 4 to 5 minus 125. Closing out with your lock on the show, well, we don't have to go far. We're just going to go back to the last game. It's Man City on the draw no bet market. Man City is a pick at 4 to 5 minus 125 for all the reasons that I outlined. Yes, there are easier things that we can do on this week's card. We could obviously take Fulham at home to Sheffield United. We could take Tottenham on the road to Luton and tack on either over 1.5 or under 4.5. But we've had a very, very hot start to the season. And I'm willing to stick my neck out here and say Arsenal are not title contenders. Manchester City are a cut above. Manchester City own this team who are lucky to have as many points as they have so far this season. And I believe they're going to get exposed on Sunday. And that's why we're taking this as the lock on the show. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.